Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What is a crypto wallet? How do you get one? And how do you get crypto in it? I'm Andy Gersher. This is Gains. On today's Gains podcast, we're going to the Jillian list. Jillian's one of our podcast producers, and she's a newbie to a lot of the stuff that we talk about on the Gains podcast. And we had a sit down a while back and I wanted to get her perspective as a newbie to this and the kind of things that she was interested in. So uh, looking at her list, what is a crypto wallet and how do I get one? And we're going to talk up also talk about how to use that crypto wallet for transactions. So thanks for the uh, suggestion, Jillian. And joining us to talk about it is Bill Uliveri, owner of Seneca Capital Management in Glenview, his website SenecaCapital.com. That's C-E-N-A-C-L-E Capital.com. Bill, glad to have you on. Thanks for joining us on this holiday edition of the Gains Podcast. Yes, happy holidays, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yes. Great gift. Yes, yes. So get that crypto wallet so you have a place to put your uh, crypto, you know, your Ethereum and Bitcoin from Santa. (laughs) So that's why you got to listen to uh, today so you can get that taken care of. And even if it's after Christmas, uh, you're always going to want to have a wallet. And this is is key information. So, uh, Bill, I I guess to start things off in one of our podcasts just recently, we were talking, we were doing a 101 on Bitcoin and we explained what that is. And one of the things that you can do is when you buy cryptocurrencies on an exchange, or you, or you have them transferred to you, you can get them to a wallet, and that's outside of an exchange. So explain what that is. Sure. So let's, if we just, again, go back to the old days, let's go back to some old school. Like, what is a regular wallet for that we carry with us? You know, since I was 10 years old, I had a, a wallet with me. Uh, it's a little leather, leather wallet that I keep in my front pocket, uh, typical geek style, rather than in the back, uh, right rear or left rear. But I have my personal identification. My driver's license, my credit cards, debit cards, I have cash in the wallet. And it is something I carry with me to conveniently permit me to identify who I am to a police officer or Federal Express when I want to ship a package. And it also permits me to access my own credit history and my credit and my access to credit and my banking account, right? So the wallet is a way that I interact. I use to interact with the world today, whether it's uh, you know buying gas or going to the local store and picking up Christmas gifts or packages. So I carry with me a wallet that contains all these uh, pieces of identification made out of plastic, uh, registered with the state of Illinois or American Express, Visa card, et cetera. And I use this to prove who I am and to allow me to participate in the economy of things. So unlike a normal wallet, the cryptocurrency wallet doesn't really hold anything. It doesn't store your cryptocurrency. What it does is your cryptocurrency holdings 
are sitting live on a blockchain in the cloud would be a great way of saying it. The crypto wallet is only used uh, because it contains your private keys, which permit you to see inside the blockchain what your ownership of a particular cryptocurrency is. So the private keys, your wallet, is what allows you to audit, improve, and transfer uh, your digital money, your digital cryptocurrencies, and it permits you to make a transaction. You need a crypto wallet for that. One, one thing real yeah. quick, and you've alluded to this in the past. Often when we're talking crypto, uh, we're using kind of old school terms. So, yes. you know, so you're, you, we, we use a wallet, but, you know, that Bitcoin isn't physically on a on a, a wallet or anywhere. It's on the blockchain. That wallet is basically just a key, a code, so you can get yes. access to the blockchain, you know, access to your whatever crypto you're on. Uh, say, we'll just use Bitcoin as an example. Mm -hmm. It gives you a key access to the Bitcoin blockchain so you can control what crypto you own in, you know, we're using Bitcoin as an example. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of get that across that we are using old term things to describe. Old so, yeah, <laughs> a, 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 so a wallet is, it's not quite a wallet. I, I just think that the key thing to hit on here is crypto isn't lying inside this wallet. There isn't like crypto on it. It's it, all like, for instance, Bitcoin exists on the blockchain, that's just a key to have access to your the crypto that you exactly. have on that blockchain. Yeah, so if I had an Android phone or an Apple phone and I happen to have an Excel spreadsheet, I probably have actually the Excel spreadsheet in my SIM card or on, in the storage part of my, my phone. But if I'm using Google Docs or Google Sheets, I'm probably, my phone is connecting to their server and it looks like it's on my phone, but it really isn't. Google is the one that controls and stores on their server the data that I have on my in my phone, a, a, a Google Sheets or my address book, right? And so blockchain kind of is the same thing, is that you use an application that's written in order to create and store uh, your private keys that permit you to control the, the movement of your cryptocurrency. So it's super important to keep your wallet safe. Uh, just like it does when you lock your door before you leave or you lock your car when you go to the grocery store. You want to make sure that you keep it locked. So, the, again, the cryptocurrency wallet only stores your private keys. And there's a couple of different wallets. There's a hardware wallet made from a company uh, called Ledger or Trezor. And it looks like a USB stick. And it plugs into your computer and you have to configure it. And that hardware device is what control you create and control your keys with this device and and, and, and just real quick um, it, like on that hardware device and when you're talking about keys basically that hardware that device holds the, you say keys which is codes explain that real quick before we get any further so no think of it think of it as an address so uh, you can think of it as a safety deposit box where i have a key and the bank has a key and I need both of these keys. One would be called a private key, and the other one is a public key, in order to open up my safety deposit box. So if I lose one of the keys, theoretically, nobody can get into my safety deposit box, right? Or if I have my home address, um, you know, I live in, in Glenview. I've got my address outside my house. Anybody can send me mail. Anybody can put things in my mailbox. 
Santa can come and leave. Amazon can leave packages outside my door. I don't need anyone's permission to send me a letter. They can send me an envelope full of cash. But if you want to come inside my house, you got to have a key. And that key is only on my person, right? So um, it, it, the, the private key is the key you want to keep to yourself. My public key is like my home address. I can, I can spray paint it on the inside of a, uh, of a truck stop. I can put stickers on gas pumps with my public key. And my, my cryptocurrency is not threatened to be stolen. It's my public address, which is, can be between 16 and 60 characters long like an alphanumeric code. That enables people to, to be able to send you it so you can actually do transactions. That's why half of this is public. Exactly. So yeah. I can. So the beautiful thing about blockchain is that there's so much transparency in the space. I can take my public key, I can post it on your website, and people can scan that, cut and paste it, put it into what's called a block explorer, which is the... Um, it's the, the, the website that keeps track of all the activity on a blockchain, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum. And I can see all the activity from my public address. It's very public uh, and transparent. And that's a beautiful thing. But if I want to, and I don't need, you don't need my private key to send it to me. Andy, I could, I could give you my public address and you can broadcast it all over eBay or on the internet, on Twitter. It doesn't matter. You can send me cryptocurrency, but no one can take it from me unless they have my private key. That's the, that's the thing. That kind of explains the, the keys, because I, I don't want to take you too far away because you were naming right. these various things. Sure. So let's let's go back to the hardware. I kind of interrupted you a little bit, but I wanted to kind of oh, touch good. upon the keys. So let's go back to, you said the first thing is hardware. Mention that company again. Right. So it's Ledger and Trezor are two trusted companies that create a hardware device that allows you to plug it into your laptop or your desktop, and you can store watch and control your cryptocurrencies on this little device. And when you remove the device, you can store it in a safety deposit box. You can wear it around your neck like a necklace. You can put it in a safe. And your cryptocurrency is safe from malware or from kind of hacking or if your computer blue screens and you lose, your com you lose everything, your hardware wallet will contain and hold and store your your private key um, and, and your cryptocurrency holdings. We've often Another referred to that in the past as maybe like cold storage. Cold storage, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. okay. Uh, the other type of wallet might be considered an online wallet. An online wallet would be something you could download from the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And you download an app, you install it and open it, and you have to configure that wallet. And once you do that, then you're able to participate in the economy in the transacting of cryptocurrency. So when I when I log into LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, what do I do? I have to have a username and a password and that gets me into the network and permissions me into being able to post cat videos and pictures of my kids and anything new about my business on LinkedIn. So think of it kind of like that. You need to have a username and a password and a key in order to enter inside this network called blockchain. You need, a, you need a Bitcoin wallet to participate in Bitcoin. You need an Ethereum wallet to participate in Ethereum. You need a Cardano wallet if you wanna do Cardano. So every token kind of has its own nuance, its own code, its own wallet. Quick thing I wanted to pick up on there is, yes, each crypto has their own wallet. And you, you just kind of yes. touched on that. And, uh, you know, there's so it's it's that's an important distinction. 
and 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 then one other thing we talked about you know you talked about the hardware option and and yeah. putting it in cold storage and that can can be more secure than this online thing because what you're kind of speaking of is dealing with your online through uh, something that's on your device like your uh, your phone or through an app yeah. and there's a little more risk that goes with that when you access it through online versus you know hardware that you had discussed earlier and it just explained sure, that real I, quick too sure the hardware wallet is probably the most secure way of storing and controlling your bitcoin because again you're taking it off your computer and you're keeping it in a, a, a safe or a safety deposit box or someplace hidden maybe it's with a friend or a family member the second most but it, but it's not as quite as convenient uh, than it is when you have it on your smartphone the smartphone is an app that allows you to download and create your keys and transact with uh, Bitcoin on your phone or with Ethereum on your phone. You can connect it to your local bank checking account. You can attach a debit card to it. So it's like a little mini financial services uh, economy on your phone. But what happens? If you lose your phone, your phone is stolen. If you uh, change phone carriers, if someone uses social hacking to call your Verizon or Sprint, uh, uh, T-Mobile, whatever your cell phone carrier is, and is able to convince them to port your phone over to them and they can control it, theoretically, they could grab your, your cryptocurrency. So the phone is more convenient, but there's also hacking problems that have been uh, recorded over the last several years. So real, real quick on that, also on the phone, and, and you just, just kind of spoke to it. What if you're walking across the Chicago River, you drop your phone and it goes into to the river and you have a wallet on your phone? What 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 and, and, and then you and say that phone is gone forever. What's that mean? Gone forever. Sleeping with the fishes. All right. Uh, and literally so will you, your crypto be sleeping with the fishes? If like, explain that. Explain the risk there sure. and when that happens. Okay. So so you so so step one is you take out your smartphone, make sure it's fully charged. Go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. You can find a wallet. There's, a, there's an atomic wallet used for ERC-20 tokens, which is the Ethereum-based protocol. You can download a Coinbase wallet, Garda, Trust Wallet, Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N. Moon Wallet has been a popular wallet lately for Bitcoin. But anyhow, you download a wallet, and then you open it after it's done installing. And you have two options after you click open. There'll be this welcoming screen. Hey, thank you for downloading the the Moon Wallet. I'll, I'm just going to use that for these purposes. I'm not endorsing Moon. Yeah, I'm yeah, just for, just to make it easy to understand. Right, so we're using the same thing. Yeah, okay. So it's going to ask you two questions. I already have a wallet, and I want to recover my my seed phrase, my security keys, or I want to create a new wallet. And normally, most people who are listening to the show will want to create a new wallet. Push the button, create a new wallet. And it will ask you for a four-digit PIN code. Pick any four digits. You have to repeat it twice just to make sure that you don't make a mistake. And then from there, it's going to prompt you to get a piece of paper and a pencil or a piece of paper and a pen. And you have to write down a, uh, a code on the paper because if you lose your wallet, if it gets lost, stolen, you change phone carriers, the only way to recover your Cryptocurrency and get control of it again is to supply these 32 characters or 64 characters in a particular order. That's called your seed phrase. 
that is what's used to generate this long um, encrypted key that you're going to be using to to receive and to send Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency of your choice. Real quick on the seed mm-hmm. f- phrase thing. So, for instance, if you would lose your, your phone, what we were just talking about, but you have the seed phrase, you would be recover it. What 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 is the seed phrase? Explain that real quick too. Sure. The seed phrase is a set of alphanumeric characters. It could be something like um, little like four. It could be it could be a series of four alphanumeric characters like uh, A N D six, A B C four. Right. And so these these codes are used to create to generate a random encryption key, a random address for you, your private key. This is the cat's meow. This is the whole ball of wax here. You've got to have your private key. Um, for Bitcoin, there is a, a, a dictionary that's used, and I can't remember exactly what the name of it is called right now, but it will be a series of random words. Shovel, lamp, frame, car, board, file, radio, like all these randomly generated words will be used and combined together to create a unique, impossible to duplicate, I'm not going to say impossible, but highly improbable key for you, a unique identifier that you're going to use to store and control and transact your your cryptocurrency. So that's what I mean by a seed phrase. Could you write it down? Could you, could you, could you, you have to write it down? Yeah. So you, so yeah, explain that too. Just like, I mean, you actually could physically write this down. Is that just as good as having this, like a hardware device? If you literally wrote the whole thing down on a piece of paper? I would say the answer is yes. I would say it's, probably just as safe as having the hardware wallet, maybe a little bit less safe, right? Because if I take this piece of paper, Andy, with my seed phrase and I lock it up in a safety deposit box, and after I pass away, right, we, we do some consulting for people on for the state planning. If the executors of the state open up the safety deposit box and someone looks at this piece of paper with all the seed phrase, they could theoretically recover that information without anyone knowing about it, right? So that's you are you are leaving your combination to your wealth out on the piece of paper. The hardware wallet is a little bit more complicated, just a little bit, um, but they're they're almost identical in terms of security. But once you if you lose that piece of paper, if you store it on Evernote on your phone, if you have it in an Excel or a Word document on your phone, if I have those keys I and mean, if I have that seed phrase, I can steal your Bitcoin. If you don't own and take care of that seed phrase. Anybody can grab it. So if that, you don't have your keys, you don't have your Bitcoin or you don't have your crypto. And that's super, that's the, super important. That's that's basically the keys to the castle. But yeah, yeah. That's thanks that. for explaining that. Okay, so let's just continue sure. back to like, all right. So you power up your phone. You, you've you've downloaded a wallet. So let's go back to the sure. seed phrase. You know, we kind of established the background here and continue. Right. So the so the phone will provide you with a set of. Of, of, of words or alphanumeric string that you write down in order on a piece of paper. And you've got to keep control of that. And then, of course, the good thing about these phone apps is that it will ask you to put them back in just to make sure you can do it. And there have been times where I wrote down my seed phrase and my penmanship is so bad that I mis- you know, I mistaken the, you know, the number four for the letter Y or the number one for the letter L. 
or the letter P for the letter D. So you have to repeat exactly, no mistakes. You repeat back and re-enter your seed phrase. And if you get it correct, then you can continue. If you don't get it correct, you, you're stuck there. You cannot continue on to opening the wallet. The phone, the app will never allow you to create a wallet without you being able to, with 100% certainty, have your seed phrase, which then creates that your, your address, your private keys. So once you re-enter your seed phrase for security purposes, and this happens whether you have a hardware wallet like a Ledger or a Trezor, or if you have a software online app like a Moon Wallet or an Atomic Wallet from the Apple Store. Once you do that, you will receive probably, in most cases, a disclaimer by the coders, the people that wrote the program saying, hey, man, you've got to understand these two things. You understand that, one, you're going to need that seed phrase if you ever need to recover your wallet, drop your phone in the Chicago River, it gets stolen, carjacked, lost, taken, blue screen, broken. Do you agree? Hit yes. Click yes. And then the second phrase is, or the second question, terms of agreement are, you understand that the company who made this app, they don't keep a copy of your key. If you lose it, you're out of luck. Do you agree? Got to click yes. And then you can continue. And once you do that, you are in the matrix, Morpheus. You can send and receive the cryptocurrencies of your choice. You can then begin connecting it and linking it to your checking or debit account or your bank account. And this brings you into the economy. This brings you into the, the world of cryptocurrency, uh, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or one of the other several thousand cryptocurrencies. We have to take a break here. And as you know, it's plug time. So we're going to get this in real quick. I'll do mine first. You know, as always, um, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. You'd really be doing us a solid, uh, you know, to help promote the show. That's just podcast gold. I say it all the time, but it is. And, and if you could do that for us, hey, do me a solid. I appreciate that. Uh, and then, as always, just subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We will be back uh, next Tuesday, by the way. We have Bill Uliveri joining us, owner of Seneca Capital Management. We always talk about SenecaCapital.com. That's C-E-N-A-C-L-E, Capital.com. But Bill also has a special text that you can send him to get his update. So, Bill, why don't you start with that, and then you can include anything else you want to plug. Well, thank you. We can uh, Anybody who is interested in receiving our free newsletter, they can text the word blockchain to the phone number 22828. That's text the word blockchain to 22828 to get started. It will ask you for your email address and put you in our constant contact database, and you can receive our newsletter that we send out roughly every 10 days. And that's just a if, a ton of great information. So I really encourage our GAINS listeners to, to check that out because uh, you're going to get a ton of information in your inbox. Okay, we're going to be right back. More with Bill Uliveri on the other side. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, right back here with uh, Bill Uliberry, owner of Cynical Capital Management. We are talking crypto wallets, how to get one, how to use them. So uh, let's kind of pick up the conversation. So once you are in so-called the matrix, as you just mentioned, I like that reference, um, kind of explain how you can use your wallet to receive crypto, you know, so we'll 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 talk about. But let's just use Bitcoin as an example. Mm-hmm. How do you use your wallet to receive and send Bitcoin, and just kind of explain how that works? Sure. Well, it's pretty simple, Andy. Once you bring up your cryptocurrency wallet, generally it will. There's only three parts to the whole wallet. I mean, there's more, but there's the three top ones are: you get to see how much you own, what is the dollar value of your holdings. And then there's like two other buttons, send and receive. And it permits you to create a, um, a QR code that you can scan with your phone. Like when you're at the grocery store or Walmart and you want to see, you, you know what, you want to scan that square QR code. So say, for example, Andy, you and I were having dinner. We were out at a restaurant and you picked up the tab, but I felt like I wanted to pay you for a tip or maybe we decided to split the bill, but I... I left my wallet in my gym locker, but I have my phone with me. I could take my phone, push the send button. I'm going to send cryptocurrency. You would use your phone and push the receive button. And I would just take my phone, hover it over yours, and let my camera take a picture and scan your QR code. And I would, once it accepts your address, it will ask me, it will prompt me, how much do you want to send? And I'll send Andy $55 to split the bill with. I hit send. It takes the, the, my phone app using my private key, because I need that private key, automatically permits me to take money. It, it, it updates the ledger that's in the cloud, the blockchain ledger. It updates the ownership. I'm glad you kind of t- talked about it from that way, because it's not, you're not yeah. transferring anything from your phone. So, yeah, hit no. on that again. That's key. I am giving my phone permission using my private key to update the ledger, blockchain ledger that's floating around in the cloud. And I don't know other, other better way to say it. I'm updating the ledger so that it updates, it updates the ledger to debit me and credit you the amount of Bitcoin that we are transacting. If, if the Bitcoin blockchain in the app acts the same way as a bank or a Visa or MasterCard. They're the third-party trusted intermediary that debits my checking account 
and pays Andy Gersher, right? That's what the trusted intermediary is for. They, and I pay them a fee. With Bitcoin, there's a small fee involved, but virtually nothing if I use a different kind of cryptocurrency. It allows me to, the app, the blockchain, the whole thing was designed to disintermediate, to, to get rid of a third-party intermediary like a bank or a credit card company. So the app interacts with the blockchain to update the ledger from me to you in the amount of $55 of Bitcoin or whatever that amount is. And that's the, and it's, it's cash final. It's, it's completely done. Once I hit send and you receive it, there's no going back. There's no customer service place to call if I sent you $555. There's no, there's no way you can change that. And that's a, it's not a bug of crypto. It's the feature of crypto. Um, and so it's as simple as that. You can buy and sell, send and receive cryptocurrency to multiple parties for virtually no cost, again, depending on the token. And that is what we use a wallet for. It's to send and receive, transact uh, cryptocurrency. And, and again, if, I'm, if you and I were talking about cryptocurrency and we, we had this inspiration where we felt that Cardano or some other crypto might be a really good trading opportunity, we could use our phone, which is already connected to, say, our, our Coinbase wallet or maybe our checking account. We could use traditional financial services connected to our wallet to buy $1,000 or $500 or $50 worth of Cardano or any other cryptocurrency. So some of the wallets are very, very good about linking and connecting with old school OG uh, financial services firms and other ones really are uh, maybe not as robust as, as that, but it all depends on the wallet that you download. All right. So we were talking the difference between hardware uh, or, you know, having a device and a hardware and how that's a little bit more, and that's cold storage. When you're having mm -hmm. a device on your phone, a wallet on your phone, like we said, you go the online route. Uh, explain the difference because it, it's much, you know, it's not as secure, but it's much easier just to have a wallet, you know, on your phone and you're doing transactions quick, quickly versus sure. the extra step that you have to take if you're using like a hardware device and it's more like cold storage. Explain the difference there. Yeah. Sure. I think it's really a matter of convenience and security. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody walks around with $10,000 worth of cash or $40,000 worth of cash or large amounts of money. We keep just enough money on our person to get a cup of coffee or to get gas or to buy small things. Cryptocurrency is treated the same way. Our core investment holdings, the big dollar stuff should be on a cold, hard wallet solution so that it can't be lost, stolen, it's not inconvenient, it can't be hacked, put that in your safety deposit box or in a, in a safe somewhere. With your phone, you just want to kind of use enough cryptocurrency to meet your daily needs. Keep track maybe of your portfolio that you've entered manually. Uh, and, to, and to make small transactions, whether it's a cup of coffee or you want to donate money to somebody in El Salvador, if you're using Twitter to send a tip to someone. So primarily, Andy, the smartphone app and the 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 hot wallet, call it whatever you will, is for those day-to-day -day transactions, buying and selling uh, and investing in cryptocurrency. But the core holdings should be off, uh, offline, you know, stored someplace very, very safe. That makes that totally makes sense. I mean, like you just alluded to, you don't go and empty your bank account and just carry that wherever you are. I mean, you, you maybe you have a couple hundred bucks that you, you know, you would use for, you know, especially when people, a lot of people use cash, 
which uh, people mm-hmm. still do. I mean, obviously, but you know, you bring out a couple hundred bucks in case you get robbed or you lose it or whatever. You get a hole in your pocket. Whereas, uh, and you kind of kind of look at it the same way. Your wallet or your wallet that's on your phone that's maybe a little higher risk. That's for your transactions and that kind of thing. Where then you say, you know, your big savings or your big holdings, you then would keep those more in a hardware sc- scenario offline, exactly. not on a, a, a hot wallet situation. I like that term. A couple just questions on how this, go back to the code. You mentioned uh, the, uh, what did you call it, a, what, a QR code? Mm-hmm. Uh, ex- ex- explain exactly what that is. Uh, and, y- you know, just, yeah, go, kind of go go further with what that code is, what it looks like, and how you use that to do what we're talking about, that would be more on a hot phone that you can, sure, you, that, that you would use for transactions, and explain that. Sure. So when I created a, a, a when I use the the Moon Wallet, it creates my a, a, a private key that permits me to you know receive Bitcoin from anyone in the world at any time. Right. It's like it's my address. It's it's 62 characters long. And if I had to enter that manually every single time I wanted to receive or send Bitcoin more than likely I would make a mistake. I, I can hardly do, uh, you know, a, a, the extra four-digit postcode without, like, making mistakes. What you're talking about, again, is that massive seed phrase, correct? It's, the massive free, seed phrase is used to generate the 62-character Bitcoin address. Okay. So I might have 32 words are used to create a very complex, um, random Bitcoin address. So the seed is just that. It's like planting a seed in your garden. Once the seed grows and takes, it, you know, you get your tomatoes or whatever. The seed phrase is merely that. It's the first step in creating a much longer encrypted, um, properly, like ISO 9000 standardized address to receive or send Bitcoin. And so I, it would be too, it'd be too clunky. It'd be too onerous to have to type in 62 characters perfectly of alphanumeric characters in order to send or receive Bitcoin. So what they do is they make it easy. They create a QR code. It's a digital representation that contains my public address or my private key. And just like when you go to the Walmart or store, you can use your QR code to scan uh, the price and any provenance of an item. You know, you, you, I don't know how many times you and I have been in a store where they, you wanna see the price of something that because they don't use tags anymore. Just use your phone scan the QR code, and it tells you all the details. That's all that information in the square, black and white, digital. Mm, it's a funky-looking picture uh, kind of thing. You it's, know? Like, yeah, right. it's black and white and has boxes and squiggles, and but you can yeah. use, a, uh, like you had talked about earlier, uh, you could use the camera on your phone. That's basically the information in a, in a design that a phone can read and then translate it into a code. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a handy, easy way of just pointing your phone at a screen, at someone else's phone. Um, if you if you were to go to a meetup group and you want to make a donation, you're permitted to just scan the QR code and you're able to send a tip to anyone with the with that particular address. So it's so it's it's the address that's needed in order to send money to Andy or to whoever it is that you're doing it. We, we've talked about establishing your your Bitcoin wallet. We've talked about it putting mm-hmm. in hardware and on, uh, or, you know, hardware device, which is a little more cumbersome, but more security. 
and and when and you you talked about hot wallet online is there any other kinds of ways to store uh bitcoin or th- this is this is it well there's one more way and i've never done it but i'd like to try it just to say that i did it and that okay. is a paper wallet Okay. So one way you can do it is um, say hypothetically you were to go to a Bitcoin ATM machine and the Bitcoin ATM machine will ask you, um, it will provide two ways of giving you your Bitcoin in exchange for U.S. dollars. So you go up to the machine, you type in your phone number, maybe it requires your name and address and your, your first and last name because with Bitcoin and financial services, they have to know who their client is. And I put in a $50 bill or a $20 bill into the ATM machine. And after my, I agree to the terms of service, the, the ATM machine will ask me a question. Do you want to send the Bitcoin? Do you want us to send the Bitcoin to your wallet on your phone, that same QR code I'm talking about? Or would you like to receive a piece of paper where it's printed like a receipt? And if you receive, if you select paper receipt or paper wallet, you'll get a small piece of paper, uh, maybe three inches by two inches, a lot like a a sticker at the post office. And it will contain, on one side, it will have your public address that honestly nobody cares about, but you're still gonna need that in that QR code. But on the back side is the private key. You cannot let anybody see that. That is just like your seed phrase. If you show someone your, and and it's happened before, Andy, where someone was so happy that they bought Bitcoin using a, uh, at, at a local trade show that they showed their piece of paper, their, their paper wallet, and they mistakenly had the private key facing the camera. Well, some genius, you know, snagged that image, cut and pasted the code, and now they've got the encryption key, the private key to take that Bitcoin. Um, so you have to guard that with your life. So again, on one side of the piece of paper is your public key, your public wallet. And on the other side is your private key that releases the control of the Bitcoin. So other than that, those are the only three ways, the only three wallets that I'm aware of. Paper wallet, cold storage like a ledger or a treasure, or the hot wallet, the online wallet that's on your phone or desktop. And, 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 and you know, that paper wallet thing is kind of what I was alluding to as far as the, the phrase. If you had that on an, like in an envelope at, in, say, say, two or three places in safety deposit box or hidden away – as long as nobody else would have access to that, you could go to any one of those play, places you have it stored, pull out that piece of paper, and that has all the information you would need. Absolutely. I know there are some people who are snowbirds who are traveling between uh, you know, Illinois and Florida, Illinois and Arizona, you know, snowy states versus the sunny states, and they keep copies of their private keys in both locations or in three locations. Their family members are the only ones that know where it is, but in case they are at a different location – their estate and their heirs and their their uh, estate planning attorney will always have access to those private keys. Um, they're they're in multiple locations. But again, I warn you, if someone gets those private keys, they get your cryptocurrency. We talked about uh, getting the crypto wallet, and we've talked mm-hmm. about these these three different ways: hardware, online, and paper. And you just alluded, or you just talked about the uh, getting it from uh, an ATM for people who are new to this. Once you have the wallet, you, you know, you don't have anything in it yet. How do you actually get it? And and that that's the next step as far as, I mean, you, you, obviously somebody who has it can sure. can send it to you. To get, get crypto in that wallet, you can buy it from an exchange or a Bitcoin ATM 
or uh, so. So let's uh, you know as as we kind of wrap up this discussion, that next step is how do you get the Bitcoin in the wallet? Do you do you go to an exchange sure. well, or you know? There's multiple places. So let's kind of address that. But so there's multiple ways. So we'll just say like if you're if you're at the ATM machine and you already have you've already followed you've already listened to the podcast you've downloaded a wallet app that's on your phone. You have your seed phrase, it's properly recorded on a piece of paper in a safe place, and you're ready to go. When you're at the ATM machine, it will you, you bring up your receive address on your phone, right? You, you log into the app, it opens up, you enter your four-digit PIN code or whatever, you know, six-digit PIN code. And once you have your QR code, there's going to be a little laser beam that, that shoots out of the ATM machine, and it will scan your QR code, just like when you're at a grocery store and that little device is beep, beep, right? Scanning all your food, the QR code or right. the barcode on your food. Okay. It will then send your Bitcoin that you purchased from the ATM machine to your wallet. And again, it doesn't really send you anything. It really updates the ledger. So it, it shows that you have proof of that Bitcoin. If you're in an exchange, what I do is um, if I want to take it from an exchange and put it onto my phone, that's where I just use the basic cut and paste feature on uh, using my mouse, right, to cut and paste my address, and it will send it from the exchange to my phone or from Coinbase to a hardware wallet. So it just depends on where it is and where it's going. And again, you'll either, if you're mobile, you can use your smartphone. Uh, if you're sitting at your, if you have, if you have a Coinbase or you have your exchange open, it's two o'clock in the morning it's a saturday night you're watching cryptocurrency prices you know on a an exchange like binance or or maybe coinbase and you just, you decide that you want to take it off that exchange you want to transfer it you can merely point your phone at your computer screen and it will make that transaction for you if you follow the proper sequence and proper steps a lot so of these are pretty com- easy. Well, a lot of these companies that you talk about have apps uh you know i've always talked about etoro you, you, you mentioned Coinbase, all these, mm-hmm. a lot of these exchanges, especially like Etoro doesn't let you take every, like I know it doesn't let you take Sheeb out and there's certain ones. I don't think it lets you take Doge, but all the, the big ones, the Ethereum's and the, the Bitcoin, and that's for Etoro. Some, Coinbase, you even have a lot more options to take certain types of currencies yeah. off the exchange. But uh, yeah, the, the you know, and, and we've touched upon this before, you know, there is a difference between Trading on Robinhood and trading on a platform and and everything being done on on that trading platform versus taking the actual crypto that's in your account and pulling it out and putting it in an actual wallet. Right. It's just for safekeeping because, you know, exchanges can be hacked. Um, You know, there might be a piece of malware or cyber cyber software or some, some malicious software on your computer. And again, if you don't have it, if you don't possess it with your private keys, you know, off of an exchange or off your wallet, theoretically, you know, it's at risk and you just have to be careful. Uh, and I know, Andy, that we've covered a lot of topics this afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. We've covered a lot of topics, but you have to remember that in there's an old saying that we use in financial services. In the cave you fear lies the treasure you seek. And don't let this uh, podcast scare you away from downloading a wallet and getting started because you have to do it. You've got to do it once or twice to get the hang of it. And the more you do it, the easier it is and the more comfortable you become uh, because there probably isn't one person 
that hasn't lost some cryptocurrency along the way. And, you know, don't, don't have a glass of wine before you do this. Make sure you're straight as an arrow and you've got, you're sleeping well because, you know, this is, this, if you're moving money around, you want to have 100% of your faculties. So uh, take it one step at a time and just begin. And start, you're, you're going to love the way it works. And start small. I mean, open up an account and maybe only get 50 or $100 worth of Bitcoin in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think just uh, the the big thing is just start small as you're you're kind of figuring this out. I mean, that's that's the advice that I could, uh, you know, that that I would share is just, you know, when you, you know, get a wallet, try this out, do 100 bucks, 50 bucks worth, you know, 50 or $100 worth of Bitcoin, you know, you could purchase through an ATM or say you have a little bit on it. You know, you already have a, one of these other accounts, eToro, Coinbase, where you have crypto sitting on there. You know, maybe withdraw a little bit into a wallet. You could also, you know, from these um, different platforms, you could put your portfolio, you could put your, you know, Bitcoin into 50 wallets if you wanted to. I mean, you could really spread it around too. explain that. Well, you know, when I was, um, you know, my next door neighbor was a very, very conservative investor, and he would buy shares of General Motors, Eastman Kodak, IBM, and he would take delivery of the certificates, and they would ship them to his house, and he kept them in a file cabinet where he could prove that he had ownership of the securities. And is it the, the Depository Clearing Corp? Uh, it, the, there's, there's an organization that keeps track of the ownership of stock certificates. But we don't do that anymore. Everything's now in street name. It's in the name of Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade. Right. I, it's impossible to, you know, actually, we should do a segment on that. They're actually <laughs> kind of cool. Stock certificates are really cool. You know, us us people who've been in, in this for a long, long time. And uh, actually, some of the older ones are kind of collectible, uh, by the way. But They're yeah. They, beautiful they, pieces of work. They really are. They're very, very cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you don't see those anymore. You don't, nobody takes actual physical stock certificates anymore, which it was common before. It's all just mm-hmm. run through, you know, Schwab or, you know, whatever clearinghouse, I almost call it platform clearinghouse sure. or. Sure. Well, what I'm saying is I, I brought that example up because when you, when my neighbor would have his stock certificates delivered to his house, he held ownership. It was kind of like him having his private keys on a cold walled solution. And those stock certificates were in his file cabinet. When we keep our shares at our, our brokerage firm, you know, whether it's Vanguard or Fidelity Schwab, they're the custodian. They're the ones that hold on to that. They're the ones that are in charge of keeping track of that I own shares in my 401k or in my IRA. That's their job. I pay them a fee for that. And so when you, when you buy shares of uh, a mutual fund, it's the custodian and the broker that takes care of that. When you buy cryptocurrency on Coinbase or on Binance, that's an exchange. And they control, they custody, they hang on to those cryptocurrency of yours. But if you want it, you want to be safe, you have to have that sent to your cold wallet solution or maybe the, the hot solution on your phone. Because, again, it, we're still new in this, Andy. We have to be very careful. We have to be double careful. We have to lock our doors, put on our seatbelt, check our windows and our mirrors, before we pull out of the driveway. And so, again, as time goes on, as people become more familiar with cryptocurrency, just you're going to learn how to use it. You can execute on Binance and Exchange. You can execute on Coinbase. You can transfer it to a, a ledger or a treasure. You can take it off the exchange and keep it on your phone. It's up to you. 
there are options, right? And and it's up to you to decide which works best for you. Well, I, I got to tell you, thanks for all the great info. I, you know, I, I think there's enough here where, you know, games listeners, if you want to, you know, actually get some currency, in a, cryptocurrency, say Bitcoin or Ethereum in a wallet, uh, you know, we just talked about it here. And uh, I think so everybody should be set to start receiving uh Crypto and the like, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the likes from Santa this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Something uh, and, in the stocking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anything else as far as the newbies or people just getting into wallets uh, and, and and starting to, to kind of mess with or um, fool around with this, my parting shot, and then I'll let you take over, is I just think try this, get your feet wet, but again, start small. Uh, what, what's your parting shots here, you know, regarding what we talked about today? Well, you know, what I tell, uh, you know, my clients that I manage assets for, and that is I, I, I try to avoid the MetaMask wallet right now because it's a screen-based uh, plug-in for your browser. And I, I recently had a client that lost some of his from a piece of malware that was on his computer. Now, it was an old laptop, probably like a Windows 7 computer, you know, Microsoft Windows didn't update, you know, the security features. He, I don't think he had a, any kind of antivirus software on there or anti-malware software. And so he lost about $3,000. It was, quote, unquote, stolen off of his, his desktop computer, his laptop computer. So start small. Use a good computer. Make sure you have antivirus so that, like, there's no key logging, you know, malware. There's no nefarious, malicious software on your computer because, you know, there's people, there are people watching, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, have a clean computer that's updated and start small. Just like you said, you got to start small. When you feel comfortable, get bigger and bigger and bigger. And again, I think you're going to be super happy with this new, this new technology that we call cryptocurrency. I mean, it is the future that we're in the very beginning stage of this. There's some amazing things. And incredible, incredible generational gains to be made uh, in the future. Yeah, and we are, you know, seemingly still pretty early on on the ground floor. Any advice for, you know, you you mentioned computers. Uh, any advice for those that are going to, you know, after this uh, episode, download a wallet on their phone and, and get a little something on it? You know, no other, like I said, other than just make sure that you have your phone fully charged. There's no one looking over your shoulder. You use very good penmanship, the kind that your teacher or um, uh, your, your nun would not slap you over the knuckles with. I mean, it's got to be perfectly clear how you write down these seed phrase words and store them safely in a file cabinet, a locked cabinet. And really, that's it. You, Someone will fail. It's okay. Just start small. You'll make a mistake. You'll figure it out. But until you do it, it still seems a little bit mysterious. But it's not. We're just being overly cautious which is a good thing. You, you know, get ahead of the future now by playing with it and, and be ahead of the curve. Uh, hey, hey, many thanks to Bill Ulivery, owner of Senecal Capital Management in Glenview. As always, SenecalCapital.com, C-E-N-A-C-L-E, Capital.com. You know, tell the Gaines listeners the text information and anything else. Yes, well, thank you for that. I'm, I was reminded just as you were saying that, that if anybody wants to send me an email to info at senecalcapital.com or contact me through the website, I have a PDF file that I generated and created for my own clients. 
And what they do is they, they open it up and they download and they print this PDF file. And it just has some interesting information, like uh, it's a way of recording your seed phrase. So I'm using a, an Apple iOS, today's date, which is the, what's the name of the cryptocurrency? What is the pin code that lets me into my phone? What's the pin code that lets me into my wallet? What is my seed phrase? So it's a way that uh, I use and I let my people that I do business with, it kind of helps them um, keep track in a more formalized, uh, cleaner way, more organized way of their seed phrase for their wallets. And they can just print it out, write it out, and then stick it in a file folder and then lock it up. So if anybody wants it out, that's a free a freebie uh, if they want to send me an email. That, in fact, I'm, I want that as well. So uh, okay. well, I'll, uh, give, them, give them that email again. That's, that's, really, uh, I, that's really interesting because then that consolidates all the information you have in just one PDF file. Give that, give that info again. It's info, I-N-F-O, info at SenecaCapital.com. And, and this, is, this is something that my heirs or my wife can take with her uh, and open up a, a you know, go to go open up the safety deposit box. She'll see a folder with all the seed phrases. And at least there's a, because if you don't have those, right, your family members, your estate heirs cannot recover that information. So it just helps the people that we leave behind. Um, you know, when we when we depart from this earth to be able to get those uh, assets back into our uh, formal estate plan. Wow, that's a great nugget at the end of the Gaines podcast here. All right. Hey, thanks again, Bill. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And and thanks again for joining us. Always appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. Merry Christmas to you, too. Okay, that's going to wrap up today's Gaines podcast. Again, thanks, Jillian, for the suggestion. I'm glad we covered that. You know, what is a crypto wallet, how to get one, and now you even know how to do transactions. So you can get crypto from Santa this year and, you know, even into the new year. Crypto gifts, always appreciated. All right, well, hey, thanks for listening. We are back next Tuesday. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will talk to you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.